Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. This is Darnell there. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible angle. Fun years are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith. Zach Cassian. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pooley Army back bar and in. Save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 check. Gene Simmons of KISS, born. KISS, man, what a throwback for me. What a throwback. We were looking, Cody and I were today, at which KISS song we were going to roll with, and I'm telling you, which I probably don't need to, that discography, it's almost endless. A lot of hits. Not the best live show I've ever seen, but I was probably about 40 years late to do so. Say uh, la vie. How's it going today, Cody? Doing awesome, doing awesome. I also actually saw Kiss. Did you? Yeah, in L.A. Yeah, maybe they were a little past their prime. I, and not to rip on them, obviously I can't do better, but I'm sure the show was a little better 10 or 15 years earlier. The pyro was awesome. Everything else... Everything else, I'm sure my parents enjoyed a lot more than I did. But nevertheless, this is Oilers Now. We're here to talk hockey, not music. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. I'll tell you what, we're in the dead of August right now, and there's not a lot moving on the NHL front. couple entry-level deals signed or minor-level deals signed that we'll tell you about in NHL today. 
We'll uh, also connect with our NHL insider, John Shannon. Continue down the path of sort of previewing other Canadian teams here as we have been this week. We heard from Peter Labardius yesterday on the Calgary Flames. Let's head to the central part of the country and check in after the 1230 news with Jason Bell from the Winnipeg Free Press. Hear all about the remodeling of the Winnipeg Jets defense, how that forward core looks, whether they can get more out of Pierre-Luc Dubois. I sure hope hope so after just 20 points and 41 games last season so that's coming up at 12 30 a uh, check-in on the Bakersfield Condors from a different perspective oftentimes we hear from the head coach of the team uh, that is Jay Woodcroft today we will hear from the play-by-play voice of the team that is Ryan Holt at 105 135 again John Shannon and then this is a new one and for a perspective on arguably the most exciting Oilers prospect that we haven't seen in Oilers colors yet. That is Dylan Holloway. We're going to go down to Wisconsin and we're going to connect with uh, Todd Maluski of the Winnipeg State Journal. And he'll give us his uh, sort of what he saw over the last couple of years as he was watching the Badgers hockey team and Holloway, who was a big part of that, certainly uh, at least in consideration, if not for his pesky young teammate, Montreal Canadiens forward Cole Caulfield, Holloway could well have been a serious contender for the Hobie Baker last year. So a big step forward from his freshman season to his sophomore season. We'll find out exactly where those improvements were made and how he projects at the next level. That coming up at about 1.45 today. If you want to keep in touch, you can do so on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That's 780-496-0063. Live entertainment back with Honeymoon Suite and the Headpins. They take the stage September 3rd. April Wine rocks the house on September. 18th and then Hotel California the Eagles tribute band living life in the fast lane Friday October 29th details at rivercreeresort.com conversations always going on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well that number 780-496-0063 get the new floors you've always wanted 143rd Street 111th Avenue or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more we are on Twitter at Oilers Now myself at Brendan Escott, that's Brendan with two E's, B-R-E-N-D-E-N, and then Escott, E-S-C-O-T-T. Cody Jansen is available at Janner31 underscore. Again, today's top story, well, we had a couple options. A couple options. One of them a little bit humorous. A little bit humorous, and that is simply that head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Dave Tippett, turning 60 years old today. So a big happy birthday to Tip. You know, he's excited uh, for the start of this season. He'll be back hard at, uh, well, I'm sure he's been hard at work throughout the entire summer, but certainly as September begins to wind up, and that's just a few days away now. So happy 60th birthday to Dave Tippett, but today's top story for legacy heating and cooling. Get your AC today with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. I'll make this the top story because I know it was a player that the Oilers did have some marginal interest in as far as a depth signing goes, and that is Derek Broussard signing a one-year deal in Philadelphia at $825,000. Cody, you know it's tough times in the news cycle, the hockey news cycle, and this is the top story. But, you know, here's a player at 33 years old now, I believe, that might still have some bottom six contribution left in his game. At the dollar value, I think, that he wanted a couple years ago, it was just not going to work in Edmonton, though there may have been a, a fit for the player. They choose the Kyle Turris 
route instead hasn't necessarily gone to plan, but there's still options for tourists as a specialist, as a right winger. Frankly, if he comes in, there's still a job to be won in camp. I don't want to take that away from him either. I'm I'm not writing Ryan McLeod or, or Derek Ryan's name in pen in, in this roster, so keep that in mind. But Derek Broussard in Philly, how about the Flyers with their complete makeover? Yeah, this is a total shakeup. And one of the things I actually do really like about Broussard is he's got that playoff experience. And I believe he's played over 100. I think he might have seen 117. Maybe I'm off, but it's over 100. I can uh, guarantee you that. But even let's go back a couple of years. It was in the bubble, I believe, for the Islanders. He had a couple of, you know, big goals, big plays there. Eight points and 18 playoff games. You know, he brings that leadership qualities that maybe the Flyers wanted some new leaders in the room. And I think Broussard can bring that he's still got some wheels as well he had eight goals last year yeah I'm actually surprised to look at the stats sheet and, and listen everybody on the Islanders I think gets a bit of a boost just because playing in that system you know it's it's spread out very evenly among the contributors on that team and Broussard actually held his own in 2019-20 on Long Island 32 points in 66 games just 20 in 53 for the Arizona Coyotes last year they'll make of that situation what you will but again this is a depth forward with experience that they're getting for cheap. I'm not saying you're bringing in Corey Perry, but you're bringing in a guy with 20 points in 53 games last season for 800K or 825K. That's what you need to win. That's how you know you can structure your depth to go far in playoffs is when you have those guys in your bottom six that you can rely, rely upon. The stats for Derek Ryan, just as a comparable over the last couple of years, 68 games played with Calgary in 2019-20, 29 points, 10 goals there. So very similar in that sense. And then last year with Calgary, 13 points in 43 games for Derek Ryan. And what did he just sign for, Cody, off the top of my head? Was it a million a season? Was it just over? Let's do a quick Google search here. Come on, Paige, load, fire it up. 1.25. 1.25. There you go. 1.25 million. So a little bit more for Ryan. Ryan knows the Canadian marketplaces. Ryan obviously played here as a member of the U of A Golden Bears before embarking on his uh, time in Europe, which is sort of what really propelled his career. And then, of course, back to Carolina, he goes Calgary last couple of seasons and now to Edmonton, where, again, I say, I think, you know, to me, Ryan right now is is probably the fourth line center of this team heading into camp, though that is absolutely not sewn up. You can't knock on Ryan for his team's success, but again, he's only played 15 playoff games in the National League. You know, when when I say experience, you can't really value that. Broussard really brings that to a Philly team who's struggled when it matters. They haven't had too big of an issue outside of last year for getting to the dance. Once they got there, that's when they seemed to run into some walls. Now, I wonder... I wonder whether they would be in, you know, we're hearing, I bring this up because of the Vladimir Tarasenko rumors that have been going all off season. Another rekindling of that today is, is just sort of doubling down that the blues are trying to figure out how to move him. And that's seven and a half million dollar contract. I I think Voracek might've been a good fit going the other way in that sense. He ends up back in Columbus instead of St. Louis. So I don't know if Philly is still a suitor on the Tarasenko front, but bottom line is it looks like they needed to shake up on a lot of different uh, uh, well, they have blown it right up. Rasmus Ristolainen, Ryan Ellis, Cam Atkinson. Like, it's a whole different looking core of the Flyers team, really. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, Brassard is going to be a piece of their success in the playoffs, assuming they get that far. If Carter Hart can get back to where I think everyone knows he can be as a netminder in the NHL, that's a pretty dangerous team again, and they got a lot of years still ahead of them when you got Hart, you got Provrov as well. Do they just bring in Cody Glass or no? Am I making that up right now? No, Cody Glass is in Nashville. Nashville, yeah. So that's part of a three-way trade. Yeah. That's how they ended up with Ryan Ellis. That's what that deal was. So, and there you go. And Noah, Noah, Noah Patrick. Nolan Patrick is uh, elsewhere now as well. Vegas. He's, in, he's in Vegas, and that ended up being a big three-way deal this offseason. Crazy offseason. Certainly was in Winnipeg. Again, you'll hear from Jason Bell from the Winnipeg Free Press on what the uh, Jets' defense core looks like now. And it's uh, pretty darn good with their, uh, with their additions that they've made. I would suggest that it rivals Montreal. I would suggest that it's probably surpassed Montreal now with the injury situation on the Habs back end as well so uh, they move back to the central division do the Winnipeg Jets and and we'll get some thoughts you know from from Jason Bell on how that's going to work I think the central is a lot stronger of a division than the Pacific is simply put and a lot stronger than the north was last year so is this a team that is built for a, a playoff push or do they still have some work to do I guess we'll find out a lot of that is going to come down to their scoring, right? Because I think their defense and their goaltending is as good as anyone's in that central. And I think if you can click into the Ehlers, the Pierre-Luc Dubois, if you can stay healthy, it's still a team that has a lot of potential. There's not a lot of weaknesses, as the Oilers found out. <laughs> yeah, the top six forward group would rival any in the NHL. Beyond that... It gets pretty competitive, but nevertheless, uh, hey, yesterday, OAG announcing the uh, COVID policy for events. If you managed to miss this, uh, it and then takes effect for September 28th. That is when the Seattle Kraken come to town. Everybody 12 and over must have either proof of vaccination via paper or electronically from at least 14 days prior to the start of a game or a negative COVID test result from a test taken with Within 48 hours of game time. So again, either proof of vaccination or proof of a negative COVID test result. This is the same policy as the Toronto Maple Leafs, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment that they put out. It's actually less strict than that implemented by Calgary, Vancouver and Winnipeg, who will only admit fully vaccinated fans. So for the argument about human rights and discrimination and and the rest of it that was coming up on the text line yesterday, you have more choice to attend an Oilers game than you do to attend a Flames game at the Saddledome. Take that for whatever it's worth to you. Also yesterday, uh, Canada beat Switzerland. 5-0 5-0 down in Calgary at the Women's World Hockey Championship. Bruderheim's Emirates Mashmeyer getting the start. She got the shutout in that game in net. Uh, so now 3-0 and in round-robin play. They do have the biggest test of the tournament coming up tomorrow, though, and that is the often sought-after, the ever-entertaining Canada versus USA clash in women's hockey. And you listen to the way that Sarah Nurse was talking to us a couple weeks ago about the rivalry. You listen to how Emirates kind of, the, just the, the voice, the change in her expression about just the way she was talking about the rivalry. It is very real for these girls, and it comes across pretty well every time. So tomorrow at 4 o'clock, I'll be tuned in.
Yeah, I've said it before. It's one of the best rivalries in hockey. You know, when I think of the men's side, I think of Canada and Russia as a little bit more of a rivalry when it comes to their history. But women's, Canada, USA, you can't beat that on the international stage. You can't. And again, a a hat tip, somewhat of a begrudging hat tip because she's been a Canadian killer over the years. But Hillary Knight uh, did become the tournament's all-time leading scorer yesterday, passing Cami Granato uh, with 45 goals overall. Now Knight is, she's been unstoppable for a long long time so no surprise but uh, again having watched her sort of torment the Canadians who haven't won this tournament I think the last time they took gold was what 2012 2013 2013 there you go that's a long time that's a long gold medal drought for the Canadians Definitely. And, you know, to go back to the Hillary Knight thing is, I think with a few more strong years and a few more medals, a few more records, we could start being talking about her as one of the greatest female players of all time, can we not? Definitely. I think that she's she's well on her way to Hall of Fame status, and, and certainly you could be talking about a greatest of all time. She's got some years in front of her, too. And this U.S. program is absolutely not going anywhere, as much as it does pain me to say it. Anyway, we'll press pause here on Oilers Now. Come back with NHL Today and the injury report for, well, actually, what are we talking about? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We could do that later on. Let's let's bring the audio vault back for our friends at Direct Workwear when we return on Oilers Now. 1223 in Edmonton. Special shout out to Mitch who texted the show to say that it's boring and I suck. You have a great rest of your day, Mitch. Let's go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault that's brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Obviously not a lot moving on this front. Again, it's the end of August. Like, come on. But we're talking in great detail over the last few days about the Arizona Coyotes arena debate, and that's because it is as sticky a situation as we've seen in a long time, probably since the last time something ridiculous happened with the Arizona Coyotes and their arena debacle. But Craig Morgan has been the guy in the desert talking hockey for a number of years now. He's got his finger on the pulse of everything. And the question has to be, the team was brought in with new ownership in 2019, and they were talking then about building a stadium that's a lot more practical for the Coyotes and everybody else in that area. So why, Craig Morgan, are shovels not in the ground right now? 
you got to look at a number of factors. Yeah, money, it's not easy getting an arena built anywhere, uh, certainly not in this current climate coming out of COVID. Alex Morello hasn't been the owner very long, so you've had a lot of turnover in ownership. Quite frankly, the previous ownership groups did not have the money to get an arena built. They tried to strike deals. If you remember uh, several years ago, they, they thought they had a done deal with Arizona State University to build one on, on their Tempe campus, but that fell through for a couple of reasons. And, and then the next group just never really, under Andy Barraway, really never got anything serious going. Although, you know, I had heard that, that, that they were close on another deal before it fell through recently. So in terms of this current location, this is fairly new. I mean, they've been in discussions with Tempe and a number of other sites since Alex Morello came on board, but they just haven't been around that long. Then you have COVID hit. There are a lot of factors impacting that. With this particular site, it's also going to take some development before you can even have the site ready for construction because it's their compost site. So you have to do a lot of remediation on the on the land before you can even prep it for construction. So, yeah, it, it, it would be a few years if, in fact, it gets approved. And when you listen to the mass amount of information that's come out on this, or a mass amount of opinion, really, because there's only so much information at this point, you get the sense that, it might just be best for everybody if they can find a way to make it work for a couple more years at the Gila River Arena. I'm voting for Chase Field. I don't know about you. <laughs> if we could watch the NHL unfold over an entire season, 41 games at Chase Field, which is the baseball diamond down there, I'm all for it. I just don't think those attending those games would be very happy. I've been to Chase Field. It's very cavernous, as you might say. There's a lot of dead space there. So I don't know how that would work. Anyway, let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Company branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Well, let's go down to Calgary. They've re-signed Justin Kirkland and Glenn Godden to one-year deal. 750 k for both of them, two-way contracts. Minnesota, they've inked Carson Lambos to a three-year entry-level contract after selecting with their second first-round pick in this year's draft. Lambos split last season between JYP and Finland, and the Winnipeg Ice, but was shut down early because of a leg injury. Uh, Alberta Proc, Tampa Bay Lightning, UFA, Ben Thomas, he's off to Sweden this year. Only played a few games with uh, Lightning last season. And this was an interesting one, kind of a feel-good story if you are a goaltending fan, but Tuka Rask, he was on Boston Radio recently explained that he's basically agreed to a deal with the Bruins to return around Christmas time in the new year as a veteran option, and that money's not going to be an issue, so likely signing for cheap. So right now they're operating with Linus Allmark, who they just paid five or five and a half million dollars a year. A lot. A lot. A lot of money. And that looked like just one of the dominoes to fall in what was a very bizarre goaltending market that unfolded over two days, three days. But they've got Jeremy Swayman in the system, who they feel so good about that they shipped Danny Vladar to Calgary. And it just makes sense, I think, in the short-term picture for Boston to pair up the guy that's been there and done that. If they're going to do sort of the last dance thing and you look at Marchand and you look at Bergeron, you look at the age of this roster right across the board and you wonder how many more kicks at the can they're going to get at this. Rask obviously wants to be a part of it. That's exactly it is. Are they more confident going into, you know, what could be one of their last playoff runs for the next little while with Jeremy Swayman? or bring back Tuka Rask and see if he can get back to 100% or at least close, I think you feel more confident with him. 
And we, we should specify, if you're not familiar with Jeremy Swayman, this guy is absolutely going to be the future of the goaltending situation in Boston. He's a, a University of Maine graduate, a Black Bear. Uh, his final season there, he was a, a Hobie Baker finalist, which as a goaltender isn't something that you see every single season. So he put the numbers up, and Boston, uh, they do pretty well developing goaltenders in their system. So I would say uh, they'll be all right. I think you got to put him as one of the best goaltending prospects in the entire league. Yeah, You know, he's big. He moves well positionally. He looks comfortable there. I think that bringing to Karras could be just another mentorship thing of, hey, give him some time to learn from, you know, one of the best goalies in Bruins history. You know he's going to want that, and you know having played in that sort of eastern seaboard area just up the road, I think it's about a four-hour drive from Bangor down to down to Boston. You know he's familiar with that scene. Why wouldn't he want to be the future of it? Anyway, we're going to shift gears, talk Winnipeg Jets when we come back. From a global news weather traffic update, we'll hear from Jason Bell from the Winnipeg Free Press. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.